Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I, I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Innes, and this is episode 46. Welcome back, everyone. Um, it's been a minute since I've, I've just talked and given you guys a little update because I've, I've had a couple of guests. Uh, well... I don't have internet right now, (laughs) which is not great. I haven't had internet for almost a week now. Um, I was having a pretty good day. You know, it was last Wednesday and we were building some shelves, me and my husband and hanging a mirror and having just a grand old productive evening. And then I was chasing my cat around the back of our little entertainment center uh, because he was being bad. And I stepped on the internet box and I physically broke it. So Google's supposed to get out here this Wednesday, so like a full week later, um, it's Monday night now. Hey, and my cat just started clawing at the couch, so that's great. Uh, I'm not gonna edit that because I don't have internet, so I'm not recording an audacity. So you know, you're just getting a real raw version of the podcast this uh, this week, and I hope you guys don't mind. I hope you don't mind the behind the scenes kind of moments, like when I yell at my cats. Um, what else is new? So speaking of my cats, <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned this because it's been, I guess, a few weeks since I've just given a little life update, but my cats are like all sick. Well, so Miranda, I think you guys all know, um, last year had to get surgery on her eye. She's doing fine. She's like fine, but you know, that all happened last year. And so that really, t- <laughs> my bank account took a hit because of that because her surgery was not cheap. And then my other cat, Kitchen, went to the vet a few weeks ago and she was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. So she has to get on medication now and she has to potentially get a treatment that could cost anywhere from fifteen to $1,800. We don't know if we're going to go that route or just keep her on the medication, but like that's a whole thing. And now I'm, I'm thinking we might need to take our other cat, Salem, in. Oh, also Kitchen had a cold and she had to go back to the vet to get more like medicine because she had a really bad cold last week and it was really sad pathetic to hear her sniffling and sneezing. Um, I'd never seen a cat with a cold that bad. I'm sure my cats have had colds in the past, but like it was not ever that noticeable. Um, So yeah, that was really sad. So (laughs) these vet bills are piling up and it's a little bit stressful. So I am thinking about maybe starting a Patreon. Um, It's something that's kind of been in the back of my mind for a while, just because it seems like everyone does it. But I didn't know if there would really be any interest or if I had it really in me to produce a bunch of Patreon content, but you know, it's one of those things where like the need for money outweighs the desire for a bunch of free time. So if that's something that people are interested in, could you please send me a message and let me know if that's something, um, what you would want to see or hear, I guess, as Patreon content, see or hear, it doesn't matter. Um, it can be like behind the scenes pictures, not that there are any, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, Patreon content, what what levels, what tiers would you be willing to pay for? Because there's, I feel like a bunch of people just have like a $5 level, but for me, I can't have a bunch of $5 subscriptions that adds up really fast. So like, 
is there you know a two dollar level that you guys would feel comfortable with or three dollars something like that so um just give me your thoughts if you are ever potentially interested in me having a patreon or doing some patreon content um i jokingly told my friends that i was going to start a patreon called riley's raves where i just like or riley's rants where i just go on and rant about life because that happens a lot I send them voice messages in our group chat when shit happens um and they tend to enjoy it so I don't know tell me what you think but I I need some money so if uh that's something that anyone has any interest in whatsoever please let me know um other than that I don't really have anything else I need to report on it's been a few long weeks getting back into the swing of things after New Year's and then we had the long weekend last week for MLK weekend um, and then this just past weekend I had the women's march um, in North Carolina that I, I didn't march but I tabled um, with our our clinic escort group so that was fun but yeah it's just been like a few kind of busy weeks so I don't know. Nothing, nothing else really to report on. Let's, let's get on with the show. Uh, so actually a few weeks ago, I posted an Instagram story on my personal Instagram asking if there was any interest for me, um, doing a rock of love episode. Uh, and I got a pretty good response. A few people messaged me back and said they were into it. So I decided that that is what we're going to talk about this week. Um, so rock of love, I watched rock of love when it was airing season one that started airing the summer of 2007. I specifically remember where I was not exactly where I was for like each episode, but I know that like that summer I was living in Florida at my cousin's house. So me and my cousin were watching all of these like really bad reality shows like flavor of love and rock of love. And I love New York and all of those. So I definitely watched it when it was airing, but I don't think I watched seasons two or three at all because I have been watching season two because that's the season that Daisy's on. And I will eventually be doing Daisy of love probably a few months down the road from now, but whenever. Um, And that was like completely unfamiliar to me. So I definitely only watched the first season, but I hadn't rewatched it at all. I hadn't interacted with it at all since then. So we're talking, what, like almost 13 years now ago that it was airing. Um, so rewatching it was oh, quite the experience because I just barely remembered a few little things that happened. And yeah, it was like watching fresh, but also at the same time getting these like waves of nostalgia just because I, I did have that sense of being back in 2007. It was, it was a fun experience. Um, so yeah, I don't have too much background just because I don't really remember exactly. Like I was just, that was a boring summer. Cause I was literally just like living at my cousin's house. I was 14. We couldn't drive. The only things we did probably were like go to the mall and go get, um, Mediterranean food. Ugh, there was this really good restaurant. It was good. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't remember too, too much about it, but it was really fun to watch it. So like I mentioned, it is a sister show. I think I mentioned this or I implied it, but it's a sister show to Flavor of Love. Uh, it was featuring Brett Michaels, who is the lead singer of Poison. It started in June 2000 and, oh, 2006. I thought it was 2007. Mm, I don't I don't know about this. I think I wrote the wrong thing in my notes. All right. It was in June something (laughs) to April 2009. Yeah, I think it was June 2007 to April 2009. It ran for three seasons. Seasons one and two were basically the same as format as Flavor of Love with contestants living like in a house together, competing in different challenges, going on dates. The third season was Rock of Love Bus, which featured all of the women living on a tour bus that followed Brett Michaels while he was on tour. 
Uh, there was a fourth season that was offered to Michaels, but it was announced in May 2010 that he would be appearing in a new show called Brett Michaels, Life as I Know It. Um, and that was just like a everyday life documentary series. Um, some interesting controversies for the show. So in April 2008, there was a breach of contract lawsuit that was filed against both Michaels and the show's producers by the owner of the mansion that they stayed in. Um, he claimed that about $380,000 worth of damage was done to the mansion and that producers failed to get the insurance that they promised that they would buy for it. Uh, he said that there were holes in the walls and ceilings, the doors had been removed, almost the entire interior had been repainted, and most of the landscaping was dead or dying. Um, so that is my theory as to why the third season was on a tour bus and not in the mansion. And then on that third season, there was a crew member from 51 Minds Entertainment, which was just like the production company. Um, he was involved in an auto accident on Interstate 57 uh, during the production of that third season. So the crew member who was not part of um, Brett Michaels or his tour staff was traveling alone to the next location for the series and the accident resulted in two fatalities um, and then injuries to two passengers in a different car. The crew member survived, um, but unfortunately that was obviously a fatal crash. So there is that sort of stain on the legacy of Rock of Love bus because of that. Um, like I mentioned, there were a couple of spinoffs that were direct spinoffs. So there was Daisy of Love, which features Daisy from season two. Megan Wants a Millionaire, which I don't know if that ever like officially aired because that was had the guy. I don't I don't know the full story. I'll get to it eventually. Um, but that's the guy who like was there was a guy who committed a murder Um and he was also in I Love Money, I think. Or maybe it was just Megan Wants a Millionaire. One of these VH1 shows, like, he, uh, yeah. He he got a bunch of stuff canceled, unfortunately, because of his, uh, his recklessness. Um, also, several of the contestants from Rock of Love were featured on I Love Money. And then there was a Rock of Love charm school season. All right, so that's, that's basically it as far as the um, actual background of the show goes. So I guess we'll just go into the recap. Uh, so how I chose this episode. This episode, uh, it, there's some fun stuff that happens. I don't, so this is really early in the season. We're going to do season one, episode three. Um, usually for these shows where it's got a billion different contestants. I like to do it a little bit later on in the season after a bunch of people have been eliminated. I feel like it's easier to keep up with when I'm throwing a bunch of different names at you. It's easier for me when I do the Where Are They Now that I have less people to look at. But this was just a good episode because um, it had some really good drama between the actual contestants. And that is what, that's what these shows are really all about. Like no one's watching Flavor of Love and Rock of Love to see Brett Michaels and Flavor Flav fall in love like no one's really rooting for them you know we just want to see the drama and like the trashiness that comes out so you know give the people what they want so we are doing season one episode three it's called motocross so we get a little previously on um basically the girls just had been enjoying the house partying using the stripper pole uh the girls had sort of naturally divided into two groups group a and group b um, and then there have been a couple of clashes that had happened. Lacey pulled Jess into the pool, and then Lacey and Dallas clashed over animal rights, wearing fur, eating meat, I don't know, something like that. So we have our little theme song. And then it opens with scenes of the girls getting ready in the morning. Some of the girls are still sleeping. We get a talking head from Heather. 
Heather, I think is probably my favorite character. I don't think I liked her when I first watched it, but I was dumb back then. Like, I've, I, we've established that, that I was dumb back then. And I just, like, bought into whatever edit that producers gave me. And I, like, you know, if someone was a villain, like, I didn't like them because they were a bitch. But Heather is just, like, I don't know. She's hilarious. Um, she's a stripper. I love stri I love strippers, love sex workers. I fully support that. So I think she's great. Uh, so Heather tells us about how the house has been divided into two groups. There are the bad girls, the quote-unquote bad girls. Um, herself, Brandy C., Lacey, and Christia. And then the good girls. So that's Magdalena, Aaron, Jess, Mia, Sam, and Dallas. Uh, she also calls them the fake girls. So Big John, who is sort of the, I guess, bodyguard for Brett Michaels, the bouncer, the the interface between the women and Brett. Um, Big John comes in <laughs> to the room with a note from Brett. Um, also, meanwhile, while they're reading the note, we get a little quick talking head from Lacey, who is the villain of the season. Um, she has a talking head where she's like, I wonder why Dallas is even still here. She's ruining my morning, like something to that extent. Uh, and she says something about how she feels the devil horns piercing through her skull, which I just thought was a little bit interesting because that is not the last time that Lacey will directly be compared to a devil this season. Um, there's a challenge in a few episodes where they do like album cover photo shoots and the girls have to like come up with a design and there's one where like Lacey's playing a devil and there's another girl who's like kind of the angelic kind of virginal um so it's just I don't know that that's a recurring theme for her she also has this like bright flaming red hair I guess not flaming red it's just like a bright deep cherry kind of red hair so it's kind of that like devilish sort of color um, so Sam is the person who reads the note from Brett and basically the, the note says something about putting the pedal to the metal and racing to win his heart. So they determine that they're going to do some sort of motorsports, motorsports or racing for the challenge. They leave the house. They arrive at a dirt bike limo course. They all get out of the car, which is ding, 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 another Hummer stretch limo. Yes, our VH1 producers really loved a Hummer stretch limo in the mid 2000s. <laughs> Um, so they see three uh, dirt bike riders coming up. One of them is Brett. He takes off his helmet and everyone cheers because hello, yay, Brett's here. Uh, so he tells the women about how he loves motorcycles and he especially has a love for motocross, which if you're not familiar, that's like motorized bicycle, dirt bike, off-roading racing. I only know it from the Disney Channel original movie, Motocrossed. <laughs> Uh, Brett has a talking head where he says that motocross is one of the most important things in his life and he, he wants a woman who's going to be able to enjoy it with him. So this is kind of a test to see who will fit into his lifestyle. Um, so he introduces the women to Mercedes Gonzalez, one of the writers, and then the other writer is Charity Okerson. Um, I think it's awesome that he like brings out two professional women writers to um, like teach these girls what they're doing. I, I don't know. That's like great that he's um, supporting like women in, in the sport. <laughs> good for him. I will say Brett genuinely seems like a good guy, especially compared to Flavor Flav. Maybe I'm crazy. Like maybe I'm just blind to it. Maybe Brett has glamored me with his like blue eyes and his blonde hair extensions, but he, I mean, he's a little bit, he's a horn dog for sure. He's a little bit gross, but I don't think he objectifies the, well, he does objectify the women. I was like halfway through that sentence and I was like, nope, that's a lie. Um, 
he objectifies them, but like he's also like he cares about who they are as people. I'd say like he he wants to get to know them. He does connect with some some of them on like a deeper level, but he also is a man who loves like a nice pair of tits and a great pair of legs or something like that. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? I, but I think I was saying like oh, it's, but it's great that he like brought out women writers and wanted to like showcase them and their talent as opposed to like I'm sure there are like ten billion male motocross quote-unquote like champions around the LA area um so all of the girls get into their gear which is sponsored so they like get to keep it which is pretty cool um I think that I saw in one of the interviews from one of the brandies I think it was Brandy M said that like that was like one of the best parts of like doing Rock of Love was like getting to know Brett because he was a cool person and also like getting her like motocross gear um, so the helmet won't fit over Magdalena's head and all of the girls are laughing at her. Uh, Magdalena has already been established as being like very tall. Um, I guess she has a big head. And so her nickname from the, the mean girl group is Magdeanderthal, which is like horrible, but also really clever. And like props to Brandy C if she truly did come up with that on her own because she does not seem that intelligent. And that, that's, that's a little bit of clever wordplay. Um, so Magdalena tries to get her helmet on and she's like laughing so hard that she pees her pants, which is great, but like doesn't really help with the Magdeanderthal like reputation. <laughs> uh, so Charity and Mercedes, the two writers, teach the women some basics. Um, they're all like riding around the, the uh, dirt bike course and some of them take to it pretty well. Um, Mia and Lacey specifically do pretty well. And then Dallas is a speed demon and she keeps like crashing and falling off her bike and almost runs into like the production RV and you can see the film crew scatter at one point. Um, so that's pretty funny. So after all of the girls have had a chance to practice, Brett tells them that they're going to break up into three teams of four and they're going to have a relay race. The team that wins is going to win a date with him. And so he chooses the team captains. Uh, there's a pink team, a purple team, and a blue team. So Magdalena is the pink team captain. Aaron is purple team, and Heather is blue team. Um, Aaron is very boring. <laughs> I just want to say this. Should I just like give my opinions on the the women as like I come across them? Because I already talked about how I love Heather. Uh, my favorite favorite thing that happens with Aaron this entire season is that in the previous episode, her and Brandy C get into this altercation argument fight thing, um, and Brandy tells her that she has clown tits, and it's the most hilarious thing because she does. <laughs> she really does. Her boob job is so large and ridiculous and you know this is coming from a show that's full of large and ridiculous boob jobs but Aaron's literally are clown titties um so it's fucking hilarious. So the team captains take turns picking their teammates they go through you know one by one um, and it comes down the last two are Brandy C and Dallas. Um, so Aaron is the person who has to make the decision and she's annoyed because she has to choose between Dallas who like sucked during the training and Brandy who she doesn't like and who called her clown tits. Um, but I guess she decides that winning is more important so she decides to choose Brandy which is just so funny and Dallas goes over to Heather the Heather Lacey team um, which of course is great for production because Lacey hates Dallas and, and vice versa. Oh, also, I guess it should just be stated that Dallas is the one woman of color. She's like the one black woman in this entire season. There's one other black woman who I think gets eliminated the first night, um, and Dallas sticks around until like the third or fourth episode. Uh, but just let it be known that, of course, like all of these shows, there are uh, 
a lacking in, in diversity. Um, so they, they race lap one. It's just Lacey Brandy. Uh, Lacey eats it pretty quickly into the race, but she gets back up. She's having trouble kickstarting her bike, so Heather has to run onto the course and help her restart her bike. Um, and then during all of this, while like there's the commotion and trying to figure out what they're going to do, Dallas has several talking heads about her how her team's going to lose now, and it's all because of Lacey. Um, so they they race. It's like hard to recap a race because it's not interesting to talk about. Um, the only other thing that's like really significant is, despite Lacey's, you know, kind of slow start her falling over and having an issue getting her bike to restart they do okay they catch back up uh the purple team's in the lead but they try to like make up for lost time so finally dallas is the last person to race for their team and of course she takes off going extremely fast um brett gets a little talking head here where he says that it's like it has to be at least 50 miles per hour and that's enough to kill someone and then of course because he has forecasted it by saying that dallas hits a bump at the edge of the track and she flies off her bike like she flies off her bike to the point where i'm almost like was that a stunt double because you can't be sure because they have the helmets on they have the full gear on and it almost looks purposeful the way she like jumps up and like takes her whole body off the bike and falls to the ground all dramatic um and so brett and heather both have talking heads at this moment where they think that she's dead but they run over and check her out and she's fine um she gets back up and she tries to she gets back on the bike she tries to take off the bike like pops a wheelie and flies out from underneath her so at this point the blue team is like completely out there's no way they're going to win um but the fact that she is immediately fine gets back up and tries to get on the bike again kind of fuels my conspiracy theory that this is actually just done for drama and there was actually no crash and it was actually a stunt double the entire time i just came up with that theory as i was recapping it reading it right now um but i think it i think it could be true i think i'm on to something here you guys Oh, also, while all of this is happening and, like, people are worried that Dallas is genuinely dead, Lacey is just laughing and she's like, oh, I thought it was entertaining. So the pink and the purple team are the ones fighting for the win um, with Rodeo and Mia neck and neck, but Rodeo overtakes her. Uh, we get some fun, dramatic Western music and, like, horse whinnying sounds as Rodeo pulls across the finish line and the pink team wins. So Brett presents the pink team with a trophy and he tells them that they're going to have a date tonight with, uh, well, tonight he's going to have a date with Magdalena and Sam and tomorrow he's going to have a date with Rodeo and Brandy M, who he also calls Wild Thing because she likes to get drunk. <laughs> um, so then back in the limo on the way back, the girls pop bottles and begin to like drink and party because, you know, why not? You might as well. Lacey's in a bad mood, I guess, probably because her team lost. Probably because, you know, she started she started out not so great on a bad on a bad foot. Maybe they could have afforded to lose or they could have afforded um Dallas's mistake if Lacey had made one early on. So Lacey's in a bad mood. Uh she says in her little talking head here that she wants to take it out on Dallas. Um, so she says, like, it's a weird thing. She's just like, Hey Dallas, there's a squirrel outside. Do you want to go eat it? 
and Dallas starts yelling back at her and she's like she Dallas really goes from like zero to 100 really fast um and so she starts saying that you know well Brett was wearing leather a few days ago and you didn't say anything to him so you're a hypocrite and she just starts like screaming and freaking out and Lacey's laughing because that that was her goal she wanted to stress her out and it worked so then after they get home, Lacey says in a talking head that she's not going to just let Gap Dallas get away with calling her a hypocrite, but that she needs to change into the correct attire for the occasion. Um, so she changes into an I heart PETA shirt. And then Dallas, meanwhile, I guess because she knows that there's going to be some sort of altercation between them, uh, she says that she needs to wear all the dead animals in the house. So she starts putting on, like I guess, all of the fur and leather that everyone has brought. Um, she also just starts wearing a bunch of animal print as well which is not really the same thing but I guess you know like good on you for the effort <laughs> and then the two groups come together so it's kind of like the good girls versus the bad girls here the two different groups are backing their two respective uh ladies um so Dallas is wearing layers and layers of clothing like just a ridiculous amount of layers it reminds me of um that episode of Friends where Joey is wearing all of the clothes. <laughs> so she's got like jackets, she's got shoes just hanging off of her, she's wearing headbands. Um, so Lacey starts yelling at Dallas, telling her to listen, and Lacey starts to get in Dallas's face. Dallas is like, don't touch me, do not touch me, but Lacey literally pokes her in the forehead like a child, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, so Dallas, being actually kind of the mature one in this moment, starts to walk away and, like, try to remove herself from the situation. Uh, but Lacey just starts following her, taunting her, calling after her. And she's doing it in such a way, it's one of those, like, just very obnoxious. Like, she knows exactly what she's doing and she, she just knows how horrible she's being. And she has no, like, no guilt about it whatsoever. No shame. So she's just like, Dallas. Dallas and she's like Dallas Dallas sweetie sweetie Dallas sweetie Dallas where are you going sweetie Dallas I just want to talk to you sweetie so annoying and then at one point they're talking to each other and she's still using this like sweet like oh Dallas sweetie Dallas Dallas um she calls her a waste of sperm and egg she's like honey you're just a waste of sperm and egg uh, and Dallas says in her talking head that she knows that she needs to walk away from this because if she doesn't, she's going to um, get thrown out of the fucking house. And Lacey is chasing after Dallas as she tries to walk away. She's grabbing at her. She's calling her sweetie again. Dallas keeps walking away. Telling, she's telling Lacey not to touch her, um, but Lacey doesn't stop. And so here is where we get Lacey's talking head. She's so devious. Like, the shamelessness. I don't know. She's a really quality villain because she is so shameless um so she specifically says my strategy at this point is that if i can get dallas to hit me she's going home so i'm just going to push those buttons and push and push and push so lacy follows dallas into the bar area and finally dallas turns around because like this woman has been like following her and calling her name and specifically not leaving her alone for however knows how long it's been like following her across the house so she shoves Lacey, um, and Lacey kind of stumbles, and she stumbles into some glass, but she still gets up and continues to follow her around. And so now she's, like, following her up the stairs, and Dallas is pushing her away and telling her to stop because she's acting for the cameras. Um, and she's still doing her, like, really creepy, sweet voice, and she's like, oh, Dallas, I just want to see how you look in all of your fur and your leather, sweetie. I just want to see how pretty you look in your leather. 
Um, and at this point, Rodeo, who is I'm probably the oldest in the house, for sure the oldest in the house. I don't know. Rodeo seems like she's in her, like, 40s. She actually seems like she would be a really, like, age-appropriate, like, match for Brett Michaels. But, of course, you know, he eliminates her pretty early on. <laughs> um, so Rodeo, Rodeo decides that she's had enough, and she, like, grabs Lacey away from Dallas and, you know, yells at her to get off of her. But she, like yanks Lacey so hard that she falls to the ground and she's like yelling at her telling that it's enough she like hauls her up the stairs lets her lets Dallas get away um and Lacey is just like oh my god she's so ah she's so frustrating I mean not I guess frustrating but also like it's really delicious to watch she just has this shit-eating grin on her face and in her talking head she says I'm not hurting Dallas. Maybe I'm antagonizing Dallas to the point she wants to beat my ass, but so what? <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, Rodeo's telling her, like, you're being crazy, you're being crazy. And Lacey's like, I'm not being crazy. Do you see me? I have a smile on my face. It's like, yeah, girl, that's why you're being crazy is because you have this shameless smile on your face. And then <laughs> Rodeo has a pretty little fun talking head here where she says... I may be a southern lady, but I manhandled that bitch. So then, after all of that kerfuffle, Brett goes on his date (laughs) with Sam and Magdalena. So they meet him downstairs, and they're all dressed nicely for their date. Um, He tells them that he has something awesome planned. And he explains in a talking head that they said that they wanted to do something where, you know, they could all just get to know each other. They could get to know him, not necessarily have to go to a club or a party. So what he's done is he set up a little outdoor movie theater in the backyard, like pool area. It's got snacks. It's got this like projector screen. It looks really nice. So I'm like thinking, oh, this is really cute. This is fun. I'd love to have this as a day. Like the, the, I'm sure it's beautiful outside. I'm sure the weather is nice. Like the backyard is really pretty. The pool's nice. Um, and then he says that they're going to watch a show called The Making of Brett Michaels. So they watch a documentary on Brett. <laughs> I guess it's just because he's like, you know, they wanted to get to know me. So we're going to watch my movie. But that just like cracks me up. I was like, oh, you could have put in like, I don't know, Grease or something. Just like some kind of fun outdoor drive-in movie. I don't know. I actually don't like Grease. <laughs> uh, so he shows them the documentary. And then he also provides commentary while they're watching. So I guess I'm like, fine. If you're a Brett Michaels fan, I'm sure this would be wonderful. But like... These women, well, Sam kind of cares, but, like, they don't really care about his music, do they? Some of them do. I don't know. Um, So he, then after they talk about him for a while, he decides that he wants to know more about the two of them. So Sam talks about how she grew up with a learning disability, so she really found herself drawn to music as therapy, and they sort of bond over their shared love of music. They have a similar taste in music, um, which I think is, like, they have a, a, a complimentary taste, I'll say, where, like, I don't think Sam is necessarily, like, a big Brett Michaels Poison fan, but she likes probably the type of music that it was influential to Poison, so they can kind of bond on that level without her being, like, a groupie about it. Again, like, some of these women actually would have been, like, quite a good match for him if he hadn't been on this, like, shitty TV show where he's, like, dating 20 of them at one time. Um, And then Magdalena can't really relate to the music conversation because she's Polish so she doesn't really have any exposure to uh, Poison and the types of bands that they're talking about I guess when she was growing up Um, and so Brett says in the talking head 
He said, being from Poland, she didn't have much exposure to my music, which in one sense is a turn on. I think he just went on to say, because like, because you know, she's like only here to get to know me. But it's just so funny because I think I, I, my friend Kelsey and I, who I like talk about on the podcast all the time. Hey, Kelsey. um, We were watching, we were watching Rock of Love together the other day. And we were like, what, if we were to make a drinking game out of this, what would we do? And one of the big ones was definitely like drink anytime Brett calls something a turn on because everything is a fucking turn on to him. Um, so then Brett suggests that they go inside to continue their conversation. He says he can like see the other girls getting ready to come out there. I'm surprised that they gave them as much like alone time in the backyard as they did. Maybe the producers were just like holding them back, but they all go back inside and they go into Brett's room. And Magdalena just starts making out with him because, you know, that's her way to connect since they have the, uh, he and Sam have that connection through music. And Sam immediately feels really awkward about it. So I feel really bad for Sam. She, she seems so genuine this entire time and she's just not the type of person that needs to be on like a trashy reality TV dating show. Like she could actually find love with someone Um, and she just doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to play the game like that. That's her whole thing. She ends up leaving or getting eliminated. I don't know if she leaves of her own volition or not. I don't remember, but it's basically just because she can't, she doesn't feel comfortable with him, you know, being with all of these other women. Like if he wants, if she wants to date him, she wants him to be committed to her. So Sam's being awkward while, um, Magdalena and Brett make out, but then Brett pulls, Sam in and they make out and now Magdalena gets to sit there awkwardly just eating strawberries while they kiss uh and Sam is all like twitter padded after they kiss so it's kind of cute she says that she heard angels sing because she's a dork um she says that in a talking head she doesn't say that to Brett at the very least and so then she says something I don't know why she says it it seems like kind of out of place maybe there is like a little bit of context that was missing but she says something about how the sexual tension is ridiculous right now. And she's like, well, if I want to have an orgasm, I can't because everyone's watching me. I Maybe she's talking about the film crew's there and like Magdalena's there because they're in Brett's room. So it's not like all of the other women in the house are right around them watching her. But that, I don't know, that just like gets Brett all hot and bothered. And he's like, oh, I'll watch you. <laughs> she's like, no. Um, and so Brett even says in his little talking head right here that, when Sam said to me she wanted an orgasm, from that on, like, the date was over. I just wanted to get on Sam. And so he tells her so kindly that he's willing to give her an orgasm. And she says that she's uncomfortable because there are all these other women that he's kissing and touching. And then he says, oh, well, you know, I won't, I won't kiss and touch them for the rest of the night. And, okay, great. What a gentleman. Thank you. Um, so Sam's like, no, 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 like, no, that's not going to work. Like, I can't, I'm not going to spend the night in your bed because I don't know who else is going to be in your bed the next night. So they kind of end it there. Um, he kisses Sam and Magdalena goodnight. And then the Brett ends with Sam telling us that after, uh, after Sam brought up the orgasm, he was ready to pop. (laughs) And he's like, date over, I'm horny. And then while this is happening, he's talking about all of this, we hear every rose has its thorn. Like they play that song so much. You can tell Brett is so proud of that little song because that is his favorite song to talk about. He also brings up like five different times throughout the season how that song is about a stripper who broke his heart. And that's why he like can't trust Heather because she's a stripper and she might break his heart. (laughs) Oh, it's horrible. 
Um, oh, and this is like the best, most random part. This is definitely my favorite part of the episode. It's so weird. So the scene's like fading to commercial. We see like, you know, just one of the exterior shots of the house at nighttime. And then we get a voiceover from Brett where he's like, John, get my insulin. <laughs> because Brett has diabetes. If you didn't know, he's type 1 diabetes. This is something that like gets brought up a lot in the season. It's just like how that affected him and his life. And then even at the end of the season, he's like, worried that he's about to go into diabetic shock at like one of the last like dates I think it's like the final two and he explains to like his date he's like here's my needle like in case I like slump over you just need to like jam it into my butt cheek he's like I'm sorry I don't mean to freak you out but I'm just like feeling I'm feeling kind of weird <laughs> I mean like it's horrible I don't want him to suffer I don't think that like diabetes is funny but it's just the 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 john give my insulin and the like bringing up like how to revive him out of diabetic shock when they're surrounded by like all of these producers i'm sure there's like a medic on staff because like i think that's a requirement when you're shooting a film or a tv show or something <laughs> and he's trying to teach this girl how to like revive him it just it tickles me so then the next day, all of the ladies are relaxing by the pool and Big John comes out and gives them um, another note from Brett. It says that today Rodeo and Brandy M will be going on their date uh, and they're going to have fun in the LA sun. So Rodeo says she's excited because she's wanted to see Brett with his shirt off and she hasn't had a chance to see that yet. So Brett meets them downstairs. They all head out. Um, and then in the limo, Brett kind of is like, oh yeah, fill me in on like what, what happened last night. Like what's going on with you guys? So that's when Rodeo tells him about the confrontation that happened between Lacey and Dallas. Um, and Rodeo says in her talking head here, uh, I, need, I need to let Brett know that I had to restrain Lacey last night. I do not want that woman around his children. And it just cracks me up because Rodeo is obsessed with Brett's children. Like that was like the connection that she made with him on the first night was that she has a child. He has children. They love children. They're going to they're gonna have kids together. Like she was like gung-ho ready to like blend their family. Um, and what's really funny is like she basically gets eliminated because of that. Uh, in the next episode, I, I think it is. They have to um, write songs, and she writes this song, and she's like, we got to include this lyric about the kids. Like, our your kids and my kids will play in the, the rainbow or the rainbow sun or something like that. I don't know. It was really dumb. I didn't think it was very good at all. Um, and then the judging, like, they had this judge, and the judge was basically like, mm, kind of felt like you just, like, used your kids to kind of make an impression on Brett, and then she got all, like, emotional about it. But it's just, like, she's forever obsessed with the children. Think of the children, Brett. So after hearing what happened with the whole Lacey Dallas situation, Brett has a talking head where he says that to him, <laughs> Lacey's either going to make passionate love to him or kill him in his sleep. And he continues to keep her around until almost the very end of the season. Probably because the producers like threatened him at gunpoint. Like, don't you dare. Don't you dare cut this woman. She is great television. She knows exactly what she's doing. So the limo pulls up to a clothing store and Brett introduces Rodeo and Brandy to a swimsuit designer and he tells them that they're going to get custom swimsuits. Um, so you would think that they're going to like go to the beach or something, but no, they literally just get swimsuits and like have lunch and that's their date. Um, so they try on the suits and Brett makes sure to tell us in one of his talking heads that he got an erection, you guys. So good job. 
Um, Rodeo puts on her suit. She's like strutting. She basically like squats in Brett's face. You know, he's living for it. And then he has another talking head. Being that I'm a man who cares about how they're going to feel in these suits, I had to get right up in there and make sure that it's good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a boyfriend on a date. Look, I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years and I've never been on a date where I was like squatting in a swimsuit in front of my boyfriend and he's like, mm, yeah, mm, seems good. I'm just making sure that you feel good. Yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So um, I don't know what Brett's going for there, but uh, sure thing. Um, back at the house, we just get this like quick little, <laughs> quick little scene that's kind of funny. Um, it's like the bad girl group with Lacey, Christia, and Brandy C, and they are working on the wall of shame that they have going on in their room. So it's just caricatures of each girl in the house. Um, we see a picture of hot hammered Heather. She's got like six arms, so she's some got some kind of octopus squid thing going on here. Um, each holding a bottle, her tits are out. She's hanging off the stripper pole. Again, I like live for this woman. Um, we see a drawing of the Barbie twins, and those are Brandy C. and Christia. They met on the first night, and they decided that they were best friends um, because they're both blonde and they have big boobs. Uh, Dallas's caricature is her, like, murdering a puppy and literally saying, die, puppy, die, which is mm, not great, but kind of funny. And then they're drawing Jess's caricature, and they decide that they're going to start calling her Clavicle because she's so skinny. And that's it. Like, that's just a little throwaway scene of them being bitchy by themselves at the house. So back out on the date, Brett takes Brandy and Rodeo to lunch at the Bellagio. Are they just in their custom swimsuits? I hope they're wearing real clothes. I didn't write that down or not. Um, Brandy notes in her talking head that it's hard to get a word in edgewise with Rodeo around because she's just going to like cut you off. So we just see a little montage of Rodeo talking about all the shit that she's done in her life. She's had to get five blood transfusions and her grandmother's blood saved her life. And she was an Olympic diver and all of these other things. And so then Brett, being Brett, decides to ask everyone about their turn-ons and turn-offs. Um, Brandy says, choke me, spank me, pull my hair. All right, girl, you do your thing. Uh, and then Brett's like, oh my, is there a rooftop sex room out here? And Brandy like laughs at that and then she snorts and Brett is laughing with her because he thinks that's cute and funny, I guess. But <laughs> Rodeo is like, oh, that's, yeah, you know, we gotta, you gotta show a little bit of a class. You need to, you need to have some class. I have some, I have more class than that. It's like, okay, well, if Brett isn't really bothered by it, then I don't think it matters. And you're on a reality TV dating show. So really like the class is, is a moot point for all of you guys. So they get back home and Brett realizes that he still has to eliminate two women tonight and he feels like he hasn't really had an opportunity to get to know everyone. So he does some quick little one-on-ones with some of the girls. Um, he and Christia have a little one-on-one -on -one meeting. Uh, Brett asks her like how you'd feel about, you know, when I go on the road, I'm going to be partying every night. And she's just like, yeah, that's fine. Like I have my own life. Um, but he doesn't really he's not really into that he just says that they didn't really connect he's not feeling it but then he says but she had the teeniest ass I'd ever seen and I was like is that a good thing because I'm in like 2020 where you know you want the big ass like the Kim Kardashian kind of thing you know we're still in that that moment cultural moment of ooh she thick uh but I guess in 2007 you wanted like a teeny tiny little like small ass uh we see him talking to Sam and <laughs> This is like not good. I do not like this moment. 
he's like talking to her and she says very sweetly she's like hey hey look up here when you're talking to me like my eyes are up here dude and he's like or no he says hey hey look at me when you're talking to me he's like i, I am I'm, I'm looking at your legs and your body that's gross um he and brandy see quote unquote talk but really they just like make out some um he and clown titties talk and she's like i'm not here to get famous and he's like yeah i'm sure you're not clown titties <laughs> her boobs are so big they seem painful i hope she's gotten them removed i think she has um and then he and Lacey talk and so Lacey tells him about how like her and Dallas got into it but of course she's making it seem like it was all Dallas's fault and she says like Dallas shoved me two or three times um Brett says that he wants to get Dallas out there so that they can all talk about it and just like get it resolved so Dallas comes outside and sits between him and Lacey or sits next to him and Lacey and he she and Lacey just argue back and forth and it, it's like a very non-productive argument because it's basically like will you eat meat and she's like yeah and I don't really care that you don't like that I eat meat because I'm here for Brett and it's it's dumb um and so Brett's torn because you know he grew up hunting and he eats meat himself uh but he also thinks um oh well and also he thinks Lacey is crazy <laughs> that's it he's like well I grew up hunting I eat meat Lacey's crazy but Dallas hasn't really made much of a connection with me so one of them needs to go guess who he ends up eliminating um so it's time for the elimination ceremony Lacey has a little voice over here where she says she wants Dallas to go home because she's cold and her heart is made of ice and Dallas doesn't want to go home based off of what Lacey told Brett rather than Brett actually getting to know her and then Christy is worried that she's going to go home because she hasn't spent much time with Brett. And Sam is worried that she's going to go home because she hesitated to kiss Brett. But you know what, girl? You still made out with Brett. So, like, you're fine. So, Brett and Big John come out and they have the 10 passes for the 10, their 10 VIP passes. Yeah, so, like, you know how Flavor Flav has clocks? Uh, they have VIP passes um, for the 10 women who will be moving forward. Um, so... I'll go through it really fast. So Brandy M is the first name called, so that's great. She's safe. Jess, Jess is wearing this like horribly ugly headband thing. She has like this short blonde hair with like a pink streak in it. And I really liked her like back when I first watched it because I was into that pink streak of hair. Um, but her hair is kind of short and spiky and it's like spiking out of the back of the headband looking like a straight up porcupine. Heather, God, I love Heather because to all of the elimination ceremonies, she's got like this big, bad, bat comb, tease 80s hair. Um, and she's always wearing stripper gowns. And you know they're stripper gowns because they're like just held together with like tiny little like rings and like they got cutouts and you can see her belly button. And you know that bitch is on the pole stripping in her stripper gown. And I love it. Uh, Rodeo is also wearing some kind of like Chinese inspired gown whatever those like traditional Chinese you know like kind of red and gold silk dresses are but it's not the actual cut of the traditional dress so it kind of looks weird on her um it's like a halter and she has very broad shoulders so maybe halters are not like the best for you whatever rodeo do your thing so then basically it just comes down to Christia Dallas and Lacey so there's only one pass left um, two of the girls will be going home tonight. And, you know, the big thing is that it's like down between Dallas and Lacey. Who's he going to choose? 
Uh, so Brett's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and say the first person going home tonight is going to be Christia. Um, and so Brandy, it's really sad, just starts crying because Brandy C specifically. I'm sorry, there are two Brandys. Um, Brandy C starts crying and freaking out because Christy is her best friend and she's going home. And yeah, it's really sad. But yeah, Christia leaves. And then the last pass goes to Lacey. Of course, because, you know, she's great TV, but she's also a lot to deal with. So Dallas is like, <laughs> she just like flips off, like double flips off the camera. Um, Christia comes down. She says goodbye. She leaves. And then he asks Dallas to come down. But Dallas is like, no, 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 that's fine. And she just walks out the door. And Brett's like, no hug. What? No hug. And Lacey says, that was not nice to Brett. Like, okay we know you're not her kindergarten teacher you don't need to tell her what's not nice she's like hey sweetie don't shoot any puppies on your way out okay again just like woman she never said she was gonna kill a puppy she did say though she did say that she had pet rabbits growing up and she has mini rabbit fur coat so maybe she will kill a puppy she is a little bit of a cruella Deville. um heather's mouth is like a gape i don't know if it's a gape at like the shit that like lacy was just taunting after her or the fact that dallas was so rude but dallas gets one last exit interview and she says that her advice to brett is to make sure lacy takes her medications every day and her last words to lacy are that she can eat her bleep bleep so we get bleeped out obviously but i think based on my bad lip reading that she says she can eat her fucking shit so there you go. <laughs> um, Brett says in his little talking head here that Dallas not thanking him for inviting him to her house or inviting her to his house was pretty classless, but whatever, dude. Um, and then all the girls get called down to the center. They, a round of beers goes around. They all toast and celebrate. And we have one little last talking head from Lacey where she says that she thinks she had a lot to do with Dallas being eliminated and that she's going to continue picking off these girls one by one until they're all gone. And that is the end. Um, yeah, I really like that last little talking head from Lacey just because it's very emblematic, I guess, of like the season. Lacey and Heather kind of form an alliance and they decide like which girls are going to target and they're pretty good about like picking a target and then eliminating her until it comes down to the very end where it's sort of like Lacey v Heather yeah it's kind of fun all right so let's do the where are they now so for the where are they now I did not do all of the women in this because it uh was a lot and I also didn't do Brett Michaels and I'm just now realizing that sorry guys <laughs> like I said this one was kind of difficult because I didn't have internet so I was like at Starbucks and I was like at my friend's house so Hopefully I'll have my internet back soon and I will be able to do excellent research for the next episode. So Brandy C. Uh, Brandy C. appeared on I Love Money, Charm School. She's also on Megan Wants a Millionaire, apparently. Um, she's been married for five years and lives in Orlando. She doesn't really seem to have a job except for taking selfies in clubs, so she might be a promo girl. She has a YouTube channel, but there's not a lot on there. Um, oh, also, a lot of this um, Where Are They Nows I got from Oh No They Didn't, so just, just FYI on that. Sam earned an MFA from writing. Oh, oh no, they didn't on LiveJournal. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's like a celebrity gossip blog thingy celebrity I don't know whatever it's a gossip blog thingy <laughs> okay whatever you guys 
Sam earned her MFA in writing. She's an English and writing teacher at an art institute in Hollywood. Um, and she is fairly active on her Instagram. She seems like she's doing well. Brandy M competed and won Charm School. Um, she did some porn. A lot of the women from uh, Rock of Love did porn. Good for them, I say. Um, but she's mostly disappeared off of social media. So if you know what's going on with Brandy M, let me know. Dallas also appeared on Charm School. She now lives in Beverly Hills and she sells vintage clothes online. Her Instagram is at Vintage Clothes Retro. So if that's something that you are interested in, I say go check it out. And then Heather. Ah, I love Heather. Um, so Heather appeared on I Love Money and Charm School as well. She also did some um, like acting credits. So she was in Californication and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a couple of other things like I think like a funnier die sketch. Um, eventually she returned home to her hometown of Columbus, Ohio, and she works as a realtor now. And according to her Instagram, as of January 2020, which is now, we're at the end of January, so I don't know where it is, but she and Lacey are starting a new podcast called Talk of Love. Talk, talk of Love. It's hard to say that. <laughs> talk of Love. Um, so I guess it's going to be like a recap podcast about Rock of Love. So that's really exciting. I am definitely going to keep an eye out for that. And I'm very excited to listen to that when it does come out. And then Lacey, she is the front woman of the band Halo. She's married to the singer and actor Johnny Skulls. Um, she's also an advocate for social justice, animal rights, and environmental causes. She was arrested in 2018 for allegedly getting into a road raid incident where she and her husband beat another driver up and she bit off a piece of his ear, but they were acquitted of all charges. So, you know, good for her. Free Lacey. Um, and Rodeo. She, she has a lot going on. She is CEO of her company Epic Lifestyle Events, and she is creator and executive producer of MM Rock image rock live fashion show and taste of speed jet port experience i don't know what that is she does fitness training she does marketing she also came back for season two of rock of love to um participate in a rodeo themed episode uh and then i just like had to i got this quote um i had to i had to just have the whole thing She's also planning a rock star women's business conference, which during which she'll auction off the cowboy hat Brett gave her when he eliminated her in the fourth episode of season one, sending her home to be with her son. Along with the hat is a letter Brett wrote her at the time, which she has never been read by anyone but her. It's incredible. It's like a freaking song, she says. The proceeds from the auction will raise money for diabetes in honor of Brett, who suffers from it. <laughs> She's also now married. She lives in Georgia, and she owns a home, home decor store called Crabapple Cottage. And does this show hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? Um, I think it is definitely worth a rewatch, especially if you are someone like me who has not rewatched it in a while. It's so much fun to watch. It's so wild. It's just good old-fashioned, trashy, shitty reality TV show that is just, like, fun, man. It's so fun. Um. In terms of holding up, I mean, it's, like, pretty, like, dated, just the styles, the clothing that the people are wearing, but that's always really fun to go back and see. Heather, in particular, really wears some, like, she always looks like Britney Spears in, like, 2005. <laughs> just, like, barefoot, K-fed, bandana, and, like, camo sweatpants kind of Britney. I just love it. So, yeah, I, I think go back, give it a rewatch, 
get a taste of that 2007 just trashiness and fashion. And yeah, I think it's worth it. All right, you guys, I think that's about it. Um, It's a little bit of a shorter episode than usual. I hope you guys don't mind. Uh, Like I said, it's been a little bit of a rough week not having the internet and trying to get everything done. So hopefully next week will be better. But please let me know what you think um, about a Patreon, if that's something that you would be interested in. Please, if you have any interest whatsoever, just let me know so I know if it's worth it or not. Um, Otherwise, if you want to follow me I was like where am I going with this if you want to follow me you can find me on Facebook at snapback to reality podcast on Instagram at snapback to reality pod or at really underscore Riley uh, you can email me snapbackpodcast at gmail.com please give this a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher and Google and all of the places that really really helps me out especially iTunes um, tell your friends, subscribe to the podcast and all those good things. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.